0: Hello and welcome to the First Line Nutrition Everyday Hero Podcast, where we bring you extraordinary stories told by extraordinary people. And this week's extraordinary person, Emily, is a personal wellness chef and coach in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex area. She works with a small clientele base. She helps those with illness and specialty diets. She's there for people with medically restrictive diets and Emily is able to bring joy back to her client's palates. She studied at the Art Institute of Dallas and the Southwest Institute of Healing Arts. Emily currently resides with her son and boyfriend in Fort Worth, Texas and we are going to meet her right now. Enjoy.
1: Hi, good morning. Thank you so much for having me on today. Um, it, it's just really a, a, a privilege to get to share my story um, through your podcast. You so are thank you very again welcome. for inviting
0: me. All right, well, let's start off with your stories. Let's. Uh, how did you? Uh, how did all this start? How did it come about?
1: Well, it, truly, I never expected to uh-huh. be a chef in wellness. Um, Being a chef is something I've always wanted to be. I never really wanted to be anything else. When I was my little boy's age, I could already cook dinners and I could, you know, pipe cakes and do all kinds of, you know, cool things to that ability of 10 years old. Um, There was just really nothing else I ever wanted to be. And back then people kind of looked at you sideways, not really, not really understanding why a little girl would want to be a chef. I would watch cooking shows on the weekends with my dad. It was all PBS back then. There was, you know, no Guy Fieri and no Robert Irvine. You know, there were none of these kind of celebrity chefs on TV. It was just really true chefs just doing their magic on PBS, pretty straightforward. I was always just completely dazzled. So, do you feel
0: your dad influenced you being a chef, or?
1: Oh, absolutely. My dad was always very supportive and 100% wanted me to be a chef. Um, He was thrilled when I finally went to culinary school. I didn't go until my early 20s. And I actually went to Art Institute in Dallas. There weren't as many schools then as there are now. Um, And I'm actually a culinary school dropout. Sadly, I didn't even finish (laughs) culinary school. Um, I was really into fitness in my twenties and working out and going to culinary school was very hard with the butters and the fats and just the excessive meats and frying of things. It really just did not agree with who I was as a person and going from fitness. I grew that into wellness, but oddly enough, I went from being 21. I was actually working in the beauty industry. I needed a job at 18, started working behind a cosmetic counter and did that until, gosh, my 30s and got a divorce and woke up and said, you know what? I'm not living the dream that I want to live and just kind of walked out on my life and opened a culinary business. And that's really how I got here. I went back to school and I actually do have degrees in nutrition, unlike culinary. I am technically a holistic wellness practitioner and I specialize in holistic eating which just really technically that just means feeding your body what it wants that's really just in a simple terms what that means so i combined that with the culinary skills that i have and i opened a personal chef business so how
0: long have your business been open
1: i have been in business roughly three to four years and um, there's been times i've had to take a break um, i am you know was a single mother so There are times that one has to take a break. Um, Working for yourself, I think we all know the woes of ebb and flow, and sometimes that just doesn't work. I need more flow, less ebb. (laughs) So, But really been working for myself roughly three to four years at this point, and I specialize in clients that have illnesses and ailments and work with specialty diets, just really not where I ever thought that I would be. And it's been a really long journey of learning and working with clients and every day it still is it's still learning people working with them ailments change uh diseases throw different things at clients from week to week day to day so just helping them through their struggles is what i do well
0: i can tell you this it takes a very strong person to one change their direction especially when they've been doing one thing for 10 years and they're not happy and two um it's very, very good to hear your story as far as um getting it out there and it's uh very motivating to hear that you were able to succeed in another field after being in the beauty industry for so long. So
1: well thank you. It's um it's funny I used to cook for the girls behind the cosmetic counters and take things and Still kind of was in a cooking voice, but had not yet really found my cooking voice. Going back to nutrition school, which is just something I really loved. I didn't really know much about it. I'm not a registered dietitian or anything of that nature. Definitely not a direction that I wanted to go in. Um, I am a little bit more hippie in the fact of being right. holistic. <laughs> I would, you know, never never lie about that. I'm not into food okay. pyramids and things like that. Not very strict with that. Um, but it's really been great. It, it seems that I kind of just get thrown the people that really kind of fit the same belief system that I have as far as thinking outside of the box in terms of your diet. So let's
0: get into some of the people that you actually
1: work with. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, I, I'm very blessed. I have really great clients. Um, and I, you know, I wanted to talk okay. a little bit about Lyme disease because I do have several clients with Lyme disease And I think that it's really misunderstood. I know that it's extraordinarily misdiagnosed, that it is really overlooked. And I read this morning on the CDC that roughly 300,000 people a year are diagnosed with Lyme disease. And there are 14 states that make up 96% of those diagnoses. How interesting interesting. is that? I don't know
0: what the numbers are, but I also know that there are lots of people out there that have been misdiagnosed or that are also living with Lyme disease that have no idea what's wrong with them.
1: Absolutely. And I've seen my clients kind of go through the torture of doctor after doctor after doctor, and they're diagnosed with everything from menopause to insanity. Um, It's pretty interesting, all the different diagnoses that are thrown at them that are not the appropriate diagnosis. Therefore, they're not addressing the illness as a whole. So if you think you have menopause, that's a far cry right. for autoimmune. Uh, it's definitely a far cry. And now they're saying that Lyme disease is a hub disease and it can transfer to people that you live with. So the term so there's go ahead. There's a lot the term for that there. is hub disease. I've never, I've disease. never heard that term. Yes. Yes. It, it's really interesting. Um, a family member can live like mother daughter and the daughter can get it, but maybe she's never been exposed. We'll say to, you know, just kind of the stereotypical ways that you get Like right. ticks, you know, deer being, uh, being on the East coast, but I mean, those are kind of the stereotypical things that they attribute them to. And maybe the child has never done any of that. Well, did she get it through the womb? Did she get it from living in the same environment? I've heard of husband and wives getting it. Um, one was diagnosed, the other one was fine. And then after years, the other one comes down with it. it. It's a pretty complex, pretty interesting illness. And it does affect just about every part of your body. And diet is really does crucial you, to, yeah, to managing those symptoms. Does it
0: affect your the way you taste also or just... Affects your the way you eat.
1: I'm sure for some people it does affect Uh your palate. Um, but I can tell you like MSG is a big, Uh big trigger for it. And going through a learning curve with the client, and we're finding that MSG is really coded in just about everything we eat. It's pretty intriguing. I mean, even Tupperware. Saran wraps, uh, tinfoils. I mean, it's so interesting, the things that I have learned through this journey with this one client in particular, that so many things affect her quality of day-to-day living. Mold in the house. Um, Who prepared your food? How it was prepared? Brands in particular. It could be, we can take a dairy that makes maybe a butter and a cheese. She may have symptoms to the butter, but not to the cheese. And you think, gosh, how could that be? It's come out of the same dairy. So it's it's really an interesting process working with these clients, and just the learning curve of what we're eating, and what is going into the food that we're eating is probably the bigger question that we should be asking. Exactly.
0: So better. Um, so, how many clients do you work with, uh, approximately?
1: I work four to five days a week privately in client homes. And do, are you currently doing more clients?
0: Are you expanding or you're just good where you're at right now?
1: I am perfect where I'm at. Um, I, you know, I, I love where I'm at. I, you know, it changes week to week. I mean, I had, unfortunately I do have clients that pass away. Um, COVID has definitely impacted my business. People lose their jobs. I mean, it's just really a domino effect with kind of what's going on for all of us, as we know. It's just the weirdest time in history for most I don't think for most of us. I think for all of us, it's a very unexplainable, bizarre time. Um, So that had an impact, but I'm really seeing my business come back and grow. Um, Illnesses are still going to be there. It doesn't matter what's going on around us.
0: That is so true. So um, in the Dallas area, you do you have, uh, I'm guessing a lot of people have been affected by this, especially chefs, restaurant owners, uh, bar owners, uh, waiters, bar backs, everybody's been affected.
1: Yes, I've seen a lot of my friends, close friends suffer through this financially. Those who own bars, restaurants or their executive chefs, culinary instructors, I mean, you name it. I've certainly seen all of them been touched in a very negative way from COVID. Um, you know, I'm not here. I'm not political. I'm not here to say what's right or wrong if our government's doing the right or wrong thing. But I do have a lot of friends that are struggling financially because of this in the culinary industry. Yeah, so hopefully, it's bouncing
0: back now. I know that Houston went to seventy five percent for their hotels. I mean, for their restaurant business. So uh, is a uh, is did Dallas also do that or
1: you know, I'm not positive. I'm seeing more restaurants right. close right. right now than anything. Now, fortunately, I do have a girlfriend that is a chef. She opened kind of a pop up and she's doing fantastic. Yeah. So I think that those who are already established are running into debt and employees and unemployment I think that that's where it's getting people it's probably easier to start something new at this point than to maintain what you have unfortunately right. so
0: what is the next step for you where where is your business headed
1: well I am personally headed towards writing and working on some different projects and culinary as far as using more of my brain versus my hands. <laughs> that's that's the next direction. So you think me. you're gonna be
0: publishing a book or maybe a blog or
1: uh definitely okay. a book. Um working towards okay. that. Um really in the final stages of editing right now. Oh and so yeah so we'll see what twenty twenty one brings congratulations. Um, thank you. I'm super excited and really thrilled for what is you know, the next chapter in my, you know, in my business. Um, but, you know, very grateful for the clients that I have. And, you know, they really are the ones who've helped contribute to this cookbook. Every day as a chef that I go to work, you know, I'm writing new recipes for clients and you know, they're coming to me with things that they want to eat that really, let's just be honest, aren't possible. So <laughs> I it's my job to find a way to make that casserole possible so with that i have put together a book well i am
0: super excited for you and i hope to get a copy of that book from you and why don't you tell us a little bit about what's in the book
1: well you know what's coming up in the book um really it's just recipes put together um I work with all different types of illnesses mm-hmm. and all different types of diets. So it could be anything from keto to lectin-free to gluten-free, to dairy-free, the um, vegetarian options, um, maybe a vegan option here or there, um, some restrictive, but it's really about taking things that you love and finding a different way to cook them. And there's also some basics in the book as to how to actually cook wellness, which I find from my clients, if I'm not around, listen, they just don't know what to do. And during COVID, I've run into that a lot. It's just, chef, I just plain don't even know what to do since you cannot drive out here because we're on lockdown or something crazy is going on. People are rioting who knows Um, because I have missed, you know, certain days because of crazy things going on. And these people, God love them, they just don't even know what it is that I do and they need just a little bit of help figuring out how to do what I do. And everybody deserves to be able to cook what they want to eat.
0: Exactly. Well, I can tell you from personal experience, I have lost 60 pounds and for a long time, I was kind of floundering and... Um, just what I ate. And I I really didn't think that it mattered as much as it does. And everybody kept telling me that it's 90% diet and maybe 10% and maybe even less than that actually working out. And uh, I never really believed it until I changed my diet. And then I've been losing weight ever since.
1: Yeah, you know, diet is definitely a huge part of just thriving and flourishing as a human being. Um, weight loss is an amazing thing and I am so thrilled for you. Um, but we all need to look at a bigger picture than just weight loss. You know, we need to keep our body and our organs happy and healthy and thriving and flourishing, you know, minimizing packaged food in our lives. Very helpful eating fresh whole foods as much as possible. And I really do promote and recommend eating organic as much as possible. And there is a list out there called the Dirty Dozen. And I do recommend that people do look at that. The Dirty Dozen. It is kind of a helpful guide. Yeah, the Dirty Dozen. And that is a list of fruits and vegetables that really have the most pesticides and chemicals. And you really want to focus on buying as much organic off that list as you can.
0: Well I'm definitely going to look into that list for sure.
1: Absolutely. So it's you have you helpful and it helps you yeah, go ahead it helps you it helps you prioritize your financial budget too <laughs> well that's that's another
0: that's another problem you hear all the time is it's a financial thing yes it is so easy and so i'm going to say the word it's addictive to eat out all the time because i was in that addiction
1: yes and let me tell you this is how you combat that plan your meals out buy the ingredients that you need to make the food have staples in your pantry already set and ready to go so if you have to i don't know if you're going to bake cookies that are clean eating you're not saying to yourself oh my gosh i have to buy everything from baking soda to gluten-free flour so you don't need a 45 dollars cookie right keep your your stand your pantry staples stocked and then stick to your ingredients that you need to make your recipes for the week. So then you're not buying chips. You're not buying boxed macaroni and cheese. You know, you're not reaching for all of these fillers. You're really sticking to the food and the meals that you've cooked. Right. That is a way to be financially successful. Yes.
0: That's very good advice. Because you you can see yourself falling into those patterns where you're you're like, I'm just going to get a burger. I'm just going to get a taco. And then it turns into once, twice, three times, every single meal. And then I would come home and still eat a big meal with my, with my family because that's family
1: time. Right. Well, there's your 60 pounds, Jason. (laughs) That's probably (laughs) it right there. That'll definitely get you. And it's I mean, after you've worked a long day, I mean, I get it. I stand up. I'm in pe- people's kitchens all day long. I am not saying I'm not guilty of it. Listen, we are eating Jason's Deli tonight, right. even though it's like three bucks for us to eat. Right. When I could have made a salad and a baked potato for four dollars, right. you know, at home. I mean, we all, you know, kind of fall into those traps. Yeah. So I certainly get it. But if you think about it, driving through Waterburger is... 22 bucks for two people. Right. I mean, you think about that. My gosh, if you're doing that seven days a week, that is a full week's full of meals and groceries if you plan it.
0: And if your water burger is anything like my water burger, it's uh, $10 in gas every time you go because you're sitting in line for an hour.
1: (laughs) That is absolutely true. And then you don't get everything you order. That's That's the other
0: uh, well, um, I hate to plug what I do, but I'm an Herbalife guy, and I, ever since I've started it, I do my, I do my shakes, I do my snacks, and I do my healthy meal, and it's really changed me. And I actually cook a lot more now. I bought my wife got me a wok for Christmas, so I've been doing stir fry, and uh, it's really changed the way I, the way I look, uh, the way I look at life, the way I look at food, the way I look at pretty much everything, and. Uh, It's the reason I started. Well, not the reason I started this podcast, but it's one of the reasons I started this podcast. So uh, what you're doing out there is wonderful. And I love hearing your story. You're very well spoken. And um, I wish you all the success from your book. I'm definitely going to get a copy. I'll definitely share your story. And uh, I hope that everything continues to be great for you.
1: Oh, Jason, that's so kind. Thank you so much for having me on today. And congrats again on your 60 pounds. That's pretty awesome. And that's definitely a great story to share with others because people, listen, we all have struggles. So thank you so much again.
0: You're welcome. You are a true everyday hero and it has been a treat talking to you. And I tell you what, I'm going to invite you back to the podcast when your book comes out
1: perfect i'm excited hopefully hopefully that will all come together it has definitely been a much tougher journey than i ever thought it would be
0: well you know what they say it's not worth doing if it wasn't tough right if it comes too easy it's probably not worth it
1: that's right well then listen to me i should be new york bestsellers number one
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> That's what I thought about this podcast because uh, um, I, I bit off a little more than I could chew being the uh, the creator and the, you know, engineer and everything. So uh, what makes us uncomfortable uh, makes us stronger, I think.
1: I think you're absolutely correct. Hmm?
0: All right. Well, you have a great day and I will continue to uh, to look for you and talk with you throughout the uh, the next upcoming six or seven months and then we'll go from there. And uh, have you back on the show.
1: Hey, thanks. Have a great weekend. It's
0: a beautiful weather. You're, uh, you're welcome. You too. Bye bye. And now it's time for my favorite segment the quote of the day. Today's quote of the day is by the poet E.E. Cummings. It takes courage to grow up and become who you really are. So I encourage you to be who you really are. And thank you for joining us for the latest episode of the First Line Nutrition Everyday Hero Podcast with your host, Jason Tyler, and my special, extraordinary guest, Emily, cooking with courage. We hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, I ask that you share this story on your Facebook, your Instagram, your TikTok, wherever you listen to your podcast. You can like it, leave a comment. If there's anything you didn't like, you can leave a comment. And if you know anybody or live with anybody who has an extraordinary story to tell, and I know those stories are out there, you can get a hold of me on Facebook, Instagram at tyler 75 TikTok tyler 75 or on Messenger. Thank you, and I hope you stick around for next week's episode it's going to be very special i cannot wait enjoy have a great day and stay awesome